Welcome to the Saved Man Podcast. Stories of salvation in 15 minutes or less. My name is John Weston, and for nearly 45 years I was lost in the world of addictions and degradation until I was found and saved by Jesus Christ in 2009. Now I share stories of my life BC before Christ, not to tell tales of lostness, but to prove that salvation is available to all that are willing to claim it, and that Jesus can meet you right where you are today. Today's story takes place in the late 1970s, while I was working on the Marble Hill nuclear power plant outside of Hanover, Indiana. The wind was blowing and the rain pelted the trailer walls. My crew and I were gathered in the company dry shack, the place on site where you could change out of street clothes and also eat lunch. It was the fourth time this week that the tornado sirens had sounded, and even though we knew there was no protection from the violence of such a storm in this trailer, there was no other place on site besides inside the cooling towers, to get out of the downpour. As we sat in the corner of the shack, two other crews who were assigned to it now sought refuge there also. The place which was normally abuzz with the noise of men swearing and telling tales was now eerily quiet, just whispers and the whining of the wind and persistent driving rain. There was a mood of anticipation, like a blanket covering us all as we awaited the freight train-like sound of an approaching twister. Now, most of us who had worked on the Marble Hill nuclear power plant had stories to tell of life and death experiences with these monsters. And I was sure that if we were in a more secure room or spot, we would be full of harrowing tales of survival and bravado. But now, the one thing that all the men here would not talk about, the one thing we never admitted to, that thing called fear captivated us all. After all, we were iron workers. Didn't we defy death every day? Working multi-stories above the ground, walking on eight-inch beams without an ounce of that emotion. In our trade, there could be no fear. If you had it, you would wash out and go do something less dangerous. So as we sat there, the idea of fear shamed this bold and noisy bunch. Then a strange thing happened. Someone seemed to get religion and began to sing. I was thankful it was not my crew members. They knew better than that. No God talk or song with us. We believed in each other. No need for vindictive deities seeking his pleasure every time any of us were in trouble. Or so I thought was the truth among these guys I worked with so closely. But as a spiritual song began to Softly wathed from the other side of the trailer, I was amazed as one after another my comrades joined in. 
Soon the room was singing a song I had heard when the Holy Roller guys on site would get together for what they called morning worship. I was pretty sure it was called Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. As the intensity of the storm increased, so did the volume of the singing. I sat with my head hanging, but could not resist raising up to look at the men around me. They too sat with heads bowed in what looked like reverence. Some mumbling, others singing like they were in church. Just fear, I thought. It does strange things to people. Oh, but not me. I sat smug in smug silence, knowing no song or even a god would stop a twister from killing us if that was our fate. I just needed a good stiff drink and let nature do its worst. I spent most of my life with this attitude, dealing with fear and any other emotion by drowning them in oceans of alcohol and burying them in mountains of white powder. No God to believe in, no Savior to save, just me. What I could not see in this self-absorbed state was how much wreckage I had brought just like that tornado we sat in fear of, the innumerable amount of people I had hurt or worse, including my own son. Not caring as long as I could bury my own pain in that next drink or or find that next line of speed, my life would be okay. But it was not. The truth was that I was alone. And even in the middle of my Marriage is bitter, and in the middle of my fatherhood, unconnected, and in the middle of my friendships, lost, always alone. Have you ever had a glimpse of that when you look in the mirror? A lonely person staring back at you instead of facing that person, you run to your favorite addiction and hide in it and behind it. It does not matter what that addiction is, be it alcohol or drugs or food or even religiosity. Each of us can live on an island alone with no hope of rescue, with a wreckage of human destruction in our wake. Man, it took me almost 45 years to admit that this was the truth. When I was able to admit it, I knew I could not be alone. I knew I could not stop the pain myself, the pain I inflicted on others. And that miracle occurred only by meeting Jesus Christ and getting to know him. So how does a God-hater and an addict like me do that? Well, there isn't enough time to tell you that tale right now. But what I will share, that it took the grace of God opening me to him through the power of his word, the Bible. Then committing to read that word, even when I did not want to. 
slowly finding that its power is so great it could even change me. I know I've quoted this next verse in my blogs many times before, but it is so true. I love sharing it again and again. It goes like this. Indeed, the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joined from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intents of the heart. You know, that comes from one of my favorite books in the Bible, the book called Hebrews. You'll find it near the end of the New Testament, and you'll find this quote in in chapter 4 and verse 12. You see, the Bible is not magical, but it is alive, and it can be active in your life as it has become in mine. Once you do that, allow that living word into your life. Jesus will meet you right where you are, even if you're on that island you have created, or even in the midst of your storms and fears. Only he can rescue you. Only he can calm the storms. Only he can open you to see the truth, real and lasting truth. And I'd have to tell you, some of it is going to be painful, especially when you see the pain you've caused others. But he will also show you the amazing grace of that song we are singing so many years ago, and I've sung so many times since. And it will become true to you too, but only if you are willing. I was not so willing those many years ago sitting in that trailer as that tornado passed a few miles from us. In less than a half hour, the sun was shining again and the moments of fear and worship, those who were willing to share was gone. None of us ever talked about it, but I could tell some who shared it were changed a bit by the experience. No, it take me many years more to find what I was looking for. But I thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, today that I can sing those words and know how they truly are and what they truly mean in my life. Maybe today as your storms loom and they loom on your horizon, you can sing this along with me. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now. I see. It's my prayer that you too can see the light breaking through as the sun, that is S-O-N, the Son of God, Jesus shines in your life today. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Save Man Podcast. Stories of salvation in 15 minutes or less. I also want to invite you to my webpage, 
my-lostandfound.net. Yes, that's my-lostandfound.net. There you will find podcasts and hundreds of blogs, all stories of recovery and salvation. And I hope you will join me for the next episode of the Save Man Podcast. Stories of salvation in 15 minutes or less. Until we meet again, blessings and love in Jesus Christ.